Welcome to the Freeborn Chart, episode 19, and happy 2018. This is our first podcast of 2018. 2018 looks to be a really good year, and we've got a quick review of that from the article that Warlord released, saying what they're going to do for Antares. We've also got a unboxing of the hauler with me and Gary Martin, and it's just a monster of a model, really fantastic. We'll be running over a few of the events from the Facebook page, and we've also got a bit of an apology and a review of Nick Gardner's story from Dimensional Gates. The reason we missed it is because it's one of my favorites, but we're really, really sorry, Nick, but hopefully this will make up for it now. So let's quickly go over a few events. Firstly, on the 27th of January, we've got the Southampton Sluggers Antares Tournament, which we've mentioned before. There's a whole bunch of people. They've got about 20 people going already, but they do have a few spaces. The person to contact is Dave Richardson. The best way to see it, I think, is to actually go on the events category on the Beyond the Gates of Antares Facebook Intel page or Intel Facebook page. On the 17th of Feb, there's an Antares Open Gaming Day or evening at OrcCon in 2018 in California. And February the 25th, there's a Yorkshire Renegades Antares Tournament being organised in Market Wayton. And on the 3rd of March, Black Dragon Miniatures are trying a 750 point event. And they are up in Hinkley. The person to get in touch with there is Gary Sharp. The person to get in touch with for the Antares Open Gaming, I think we mentioned it last time, is Justin Rodriguez. He's an all-time fan. Thanks, Justin, for mentioning that again. And the Yorkshire Renegades Tournament is running, being run by or being organised by Chris Jarrett. So there's loads of events coming on. And of course, there will be an event later on this year, I think, at Warlord Games. And of course... Somewhere in June, I believe it is, we have got another open day at Warlords, which doesn't have an Antares tournament per se, but you'll be able to see all the games which we have and probably a few sneak previews of other things as well. I think before we go on, we really need to give an apology to Nicky Gardner who has a story in Dimensional Gates and we left him out last time completely. I'm really sorry about that, Nicky. And I'll just mention your story now. I should say that the reason why I forgot it was that I'd just reread it because it was actually one of the stories I really loved and it was fresh in my mind. So I forgot about mentioning it, but it's called The Hunted. And as you could probably understand, the reason why I loved it is it's actually about a rather... Mm, I don't know, is a, is a rather dodgy freeborn character, a prince of some kind or a relative of the Vard, and his Magri bodyguard called Tsar, I think he is. They are stranded on a planet where some Gar are running around and Tsar is really quite imaginative in how he destroys the Gar and protects his master. It's really great stuff. They found another survivor on another ruined ship and they end up saving themselves. But it's got a nice ending which actually leads itself on to some subsequent stories and I'd really love to see some more stories from Nicky on that. So that's Nicky Gardner's story in Dimensional Gates, The Hunted.
by the time you've listened to this, you'd have received an email from Warlord Games actually saying in some sort of detail exactly what the plans are for 2018. I think John, who's the boss of Warlord, and Paul, who's the head of the studio, outlined some of the things that are going on in 2018. We mentioned them last time. That's vehicles and lots of vehicles, frankly. And of course, there's another supplement coming out. One of the things, though, that it's worth and it's important to actually know about, I think, is that Rick and I are actually expanding the background this year. We're going to release a few background PDFs. One of the ones I'm working on, for example, is on Boromites. Another one is on splintering the separation of the Isaurians and the Concord. And it's all really interesting. So we're sorting out a detailed timeline, which a lot of people have actually asked for. Now, in the middle of the year, don't quite know how or when, but there will be another supplement release. This is called the Drone Scourge Return, I believe. That's the working title at the moment anyway. The main thing about that is that it's all about shipboard fighting, which I think I mentioned before. So it's enclosed spaces and how you actually deal with corridors and who you can get down corridors. And it also can double up for games in huge arcologies. That's, you know, mega blocks if you want. So it's enclosed spaces, narrow spaces, and like the others, it's got a narrative campaign in it, and you can take the role of various different factions. Key, though, is that it introduces a brand new faction to Antarian space, one which has come out from the past, having been reintroduced, if you like, they think, by a gate being opened to the past before when it was previously eradicated, and that's the Virai Drone Scourge. The Virai are a purely drone race, they use a rather different repulsor technology from anybody else. It doesn't use a nanosphere. They don't rely on nanospore. So some of the ways of attacking don't actually affect them. But on the other hand, side of the coin, they are just drones. They don't have a hive mind. They're not like Borg. They're not like some of the other drones that you've seen in some of the other books. But nonetheless, they have, if you like, controllers. First instances, second instances. These are controllers, these are leader figures. And they have got command units at both tactical, support and auxiliary level. And really, they, they play very differently to normal factions, if you see what I mean. They've got a few unique uses. They're actually really quite good. They are great at some things, not so good at others. Like every other faction, they've got their strengths and weaknesses, and they're actually really good fun to play. But anyway, what have we, what have we got in terms of vehicles and that sort of stuff? So there's a few support teams coming out, and we'll probably see most of those finished off there. But key, early on in the year, very early on in the year, we're going to see the Isaurian main vehicles, the Maramvesh and the Togra, and we'll also see the Algorin Defiant. So that's both the Concord, the Freeborn, the Algorin, and the Isaurians, all with their main vehicles there. And obviously the Boromites, they've got a slightly different setup. Their vehicles will have been done as well. And the Gar vehicles will all have been done, apart from the Dropper. But it would be nice to think of the Dropper coming out later in the year. I'd love to see that. But later in the year, I think that the letter that's gone out has said that the drones and probes and new who drone swarms are going to be released. In other words, the drones and the probes are all going to be repackaged, which was in direct response to a lot of pressure from the community. And I'm really pleased we've been able to get that done. I don't know the details here. This is just me reporting on what I've found out, uh, if you like, by jumping over the fence and questioning me 
inside Warlord, which sounds a little bit strange. However, there's going to be the finishing up on the core buddy drones, I think, so which will be really great. And there's going to be some individual model variations. I won't say what they are. And there will also be a squad of pan humans for the Concorde. Really, really great. I think they've been mentioned before, but they're the C3 Kratz assault troops or Kratz assault troops. They are bigger than normal pan humans, but not too big. And they are really tough. And it's exactly what the Concorde need for assault. Hopefully later on in the year, we'll also see the Algorithm's Bastion and the Concorde Freeborn M25. There's also a few other bits and bobs coming out in terms of the command or individual models through the year. I've seen one or two of these and they're really different. They can be used as individuals or they can actually be used as somebody to rescue some of them. They look absolutely fantastic. Uh, what else are we coming out? There's going to be the Boromite Rock Brood with the much needed suspensor platform. The Meld Skark's going to come out. And there's loads more, like individual model variations, great characters and head sprues and everything else, and whatever else the studio can actually fit in. They're working really hard. The only thing which I think is a little bit disappointing is the move of the Vol up until 2019. I think that's right, because we're going to be working on the Vol supplement this year. But that is because of all the plastics that are actually involved. It's quite complex figures, and they are really quite unique aliens. So what this year, as we're seeing, is a fantastic set of releases, expanding the range, making sure the gaps are filled in the range and setting stuff up to actually have some really, really big vehicle games and tank games. Maybe we need a tank supplement sometime as well. Absolutely brilliant stuff. So I'm really looking forward to 2018. We're now going to do an unboxing of that fantastic piece of kit, the Boromite Hauler. Normally, Gary sends his stuff in, or we do it separately, but I've got Gary on the line today. Hello, Gary. How are you doing? Great. Thanks, Sam. How are you? I am pretty cool. Quite excited at this. I have not opened this box yet, though you've just told me that you have. You couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. It's a Boromite model. I couldn't wait. I just a, a little peek inside and got to see I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> Right, thank you. So you're going to have two impressions here from, from here. This is me for the first time and Gary uh, just going out and telling me where I'm going wrong. Well, I don't <laughs> know, where do we start? The box, standard Warlord box. There we go. Yes. Um, right up on the back. Boromite clans live, work and travel in fleets of sturdy vehicles called haulers. And this really does look run the model like a fantastic sturdy hauler slightly big, bigger box than all though isn't it yeah yeah i've got to say they've done well getting it to look like an actual work vehicle rather than just a i think a futuristic work vehicle yeah absolutely yeah yeah but i mean you've probably heard us both rattling here that's basically <laughs> because the box is packed it's got these two big bubble wrap bags in it, packed with yep. resin pieces, as well as the obligatory stand. And you get a little card as well, which is the quick overview, which they're putting in with some of the expensive models, uh, just so you've got a little reference card on the table. Yeah, I've got a quick light. They did one of these for the Broodmother as well. And it's handy, and it's also some very good clear instructions in the back of it as, 
for putting things together. Which could be a bit tricky because the hall has got a number of different options. I think what they've done, and I can't say this for certain, but it looks as if they've built it so you can actually insert another bit of the hauler in the middle to make the super heavy hauler. Yeah, I can notice there's, uh, there's some detail in part two sections that you have to put together, which... It's good. I mean, it's got to again. It's give Warlord credit. They've put a lot of thought into how to get the most out of the models and how they can use the designs for other things in the future. Need to see what happens with this because that's that suggests stuff which I just don't know about. Right, I'm. You can probably hear me untipping <laughs> stuff just as I can hear Gary untipping stuff. I've just untapped yep. the smaller of the bags. Um, just arranging it on the table, and there's one, two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pieces of resin in here. Yep. That's the, I think, well, I've got no idea if that's the front or the back, but it's got the crane arm on it. Um, the crane yep. arm was one of the things they originally had some problems with casting with metal because it was so big. And that's why it was slightly delayed, I believe. Okay. And, oh, goodness me. And I've just open the back and open the other bag and put the back down and there's two huge great chunks of resin coming out this reminds me very much of the um broodmother gary i don't know about you yeah yeah it's the same they've done quite well and kind of reducing the amount of material they've had to use the kit and kept inside hollow but it's still small kind of sections inside it to make sure it kind of it's not fragile at all it's a, a big kit it, it, they've done well at keeping the weight down but still keeping it quite strong that if you you drop it, it's definitely not going to do any harm to it. <laughs> yeah, it's more likely to do harm to your foot. <laughs> it's one of those models, I have to say, I'm just looking at the back. I'm not even looking at the front, just at the two back pieces. One of these models which aches for you just to take out a pair of uh, clippers and get rid of the pore lines from the resin and start putting it together immediately because other than the pore points, it looks so clean. I don't know about yours, Gary. Uh, yeah, mine's the same. There's a, a tiny bit of flash at the, the joint for the two bike sections, but like I said, you cut off the events and then give that a quick scrape and um, it should be quite quick to get this put together. But the actual detail on it is all really crisp. Looks, looks like they've done a great job on it. Yeah, it is. It does look really crisp and already just on the back section, you can see sort of look like tow hooks here. You, there's a, a couple of landing feet, thrusters feet, excuse that beep, I don't know where that came from. But the detail is really interesting, apart from the thrusters, the tow hooks, observation dome. There's a hollow in that place. I've seen Matt Schreiber's video, I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, no, not yet. He pointed out that there's a hollow in the bottom of the crane arm and in the mounting where you put the crane arm. And he reckons that was deliberately put there so you could magnetise it. And, you know, I think he's right. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've got lining mine up here just now. And, yeah, perfect space for a couple of magnets to pop into that. Really good. Looks like, I don't know, five and a four mil magnet. As it happens, I've got my handy tape measure next to it. <laughs> I'm in a war games room. There's always a tape measure close to hand. So, yeah, about, about probably about four mil and four or five mil magnet will be perfect for that. Yep. The um, instructions, I think we have to you're going to have to look at when you look at this because as Gary said right at the start the inside bit of this hauler has got a whole load of detail on it as well which is really weird almost as if there is a deliberate inside bit or something which they can use for a future future model yeah absolutely there's a, a lot of scope of what they could do with this but the other strange thing is 
at the join between the back bit and the front, there's actually another small hatch as well. Oh, yes. Underneath in the middle, I see. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot they could do with this. So you've got a back hatch, which is a double hatch. You've got a front lower hatch, which you can put on. I think I'll have to take out the metal bits as well. Is that all right? Let's, let's undo these. Packed as ever by Becky M. I seem to get a lot of these from Becky M. I wonder if she's one of the main Antares packers. So what are we looking at? I have got... That looks like a mounting for a weapon. There is a hatch, a hatch, a hatch. There's, there's three hatches yep. in the metal bits. There is a couple of metal mountings. That looks like a couple of maglite supports. Yep. There's a couple of mag cannons as well. And also, that is the crane. It's the actual grapple on the crane. Yes. And what looks like, is that a couple of pipes to go with the crane? Uh, yep, there's a couple of pipes, uh, power lines, yep, to uh, go into the resin part of the crane as well. You know what, I mean, I'm just putting it all together now, but it actually makes the whole thing look really interesting, doesn't it, to be honest, I have to say. The pictures on the Warlord site really don't do it justice for the amount of kind of small details they've got pretty much across the full model, because when you look at the pictures, it looks like there's just two domes with weapons put on the front of it, but th there's actually uh, Boromite gunners inside uh, each of the domes with looking like they've got the same headgear on that you get with the broodmother as well. Oh, the matronite, that's sort of like gunnery or targeting stuff. Yeah, there are. Those. Yeah. So in both of the weapons domes, there is a boromite looking out yep. with, that, with that headgear. And then what else have we got? We've got a... Oh, that's the stand. So you've got an extra clip bit to go underneath into which the stand goes. Yes. And you've also got two... I think Rocky mentioned these. You've got two labelled uh, front fans by the looks of things. An A and a B. Yeah, A and a B. So, oh, A goes to A and B goes to B. Well, that couldn't be. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That's uh, that's basically specifically designed for me and <laughs> other similar bears of little brain, I think. Yeah. Yeah. B goes here. All right, okay. Thank you. Thank you, studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they'll just fit in, but I guess you could probably make those go around in almost any angle you want, to be honest. It looks like you could actually have them out so they're at a slightly different angle to normal. A lot of options for putting the kit together. We're looking here on the back of the card, the um, data card, and you've got instructions here for putting the front together as well because there's another separate piece as well as the thrusters which actually goes on the front. Um, and that's just sort of like a viewing dome come cockpit or whatever. It's like a nice move to hide the any kind of mould line down the front of the, the model. It'll save you a lot of time having, instead of having to fill or do anything with it. You can just, you stick this part over the top of it and that's it hidden from sight. I mean, they're small kind of dents and kind of pop marks. Not, I mean, the, these look, these are cast into, the, they're not any moulding damage. So yeah, I mean, they've done like a lot of small details like that just to make sure yeah this is a, a work vehicle which of course is two mag light supports probably in the front of it as well which is <laughs> always handy for your work um yeah i always view it actually that to be honest normally that they just keep those turrets elsewhere and normally it's just got some form of digging or minus or mining turrets or some sort of work face uh, yeah. machinery at the top you know some form of fractal cannon or frag borer just stuck on top of there and then when it actually when they're threatened, they just pop them off and just shove another couple on. I don't know. The, the border mates work with lava mates all the time, so I think you'd want guns in your transport all the time. 
just, just in case. Just in case things go wrong with the lava mites. Just in case a bad day at work. The lava mites are hungry. They didn't find that load of uh, granite they were after. And you're the next best thing, so... I would imagine probably quite soft and squishy. I'm just looking through this again, and the everything's got some really nice sort of lugs in it as well. So you can actually put... Or holes, sorry, for the magnets in. So you can magnetise all the turrets. They can all turn. I think one or two people have already mentioned that they'd like to have the option to mount different weapons on because magnetising some of these turrets for the two different weapon options might be a bit of a problem. The um, weapons, it's two small arms that go onto the side of the each side of the pilot. So I don't think you could do that. What you might be able to do is the my cannon, the arms are separate. So you've got a small section with just the arms itself. But with the Maglite supports, the arms are moulded on, but you might be able to cut the arms off the Maglite support and look at a way of mounting that in the same, another set of arms that came for the Mag Cannons. Yeah, that's something to experiment with though, um, because I quite like it. The, the fit is really clean. Yeah. yeah. I'm just putting the Mag, Maglite supports on it now, and they're just, it's almost as if they could just slide up and round the grooves which are there. I mean, it, it, it does line up well with the gunner inside, so. It'd probably be a shame, like I said, if you did start trying to remount it. It'd take it, it could be done, it'd take a bit of work. I've already spoken to the studio about it, and it's already on the list, but it's having another spare pair of turrets, I think, would be useful for those people who aren't happy about working some of the models to their own requirements. I know that most people probably go with a mag cannon and maglite support, or even... Twin maglite. Yeah, simply because two Maglite supports on a vehicle like this are quite nice. But uh, I don't know. I mean, see, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know how I'd put the load out. Yeah, it's something I've been trying to think about as well, the best way. I mean, I suppose it depends on what you're using the vehicle for. My main thought says that it's a transport for assault troops, which is like an, an overseer squad and a work gang with heavy uh, heavy tractor mulls, in which case you're probably the twin Maglite support just to suppress anything that they're going against more just to put pins on things but if you intend to use it more as a tank and a support vehicle then go for the my cannons i think the kind of loadout depends on what your your main use for the vehicle is and in that respect it's quite a nice vehicle because it's effectively a medium tank it's effectively an m4 or a liberator both of which are out of course but with the addition of crew transport as well you know what i keep on looking at details i've just accidentally picked the crane loading arm up and actually looked at the detail underneath there and it looks like some form of suspensor unit or nanospore generating kit all underneath there to lift stuff up so it's and you keep finding it the more you look around the model the more you keep seeing this little bits of detail and you think oh that's very nice yeah i mean they've definitely gone uh, gone to town with it and done a, a, there's a, a lot of work going into it really has been isn't there there's been a lot of good thought on it as well it's a really uh it's um i'm just trying to kind of drive out mine just now and it goes together very easily so it does as i said it, it just aches you just want to clip stuff together and dry fit everything there and see what happens looks like you can actually pivot the doors oh right yeah never noticed that yeah they've got little side lugs so you can actually have the hatches so they can open or close actually to be fair that's what it says on the back i'm just amazed by it gary yeah i mean that's even after this is kind of second time i've been in had a look at the kit i'm still spotting new detail and small parts i never noticed the first time around yeah i, I mean i really can't praise warlord enough for the, the kit i mean they, they've designed something that's a 
big model to have on the tabletop. Uh, they've designed it so that it's easy to put together. There's no real, like you said, unless you go out your way, there's no real way to get it, it wrong. Um, they've obviously future-proofed the design so that they can use parts of it for other larger models, possibly the heavy hauler, possibly other kits, and they've given you all the options that you can give it. I mean, you really can't find any fault with how they've, they've done it. You've been listening to The Freeborn Shard with Tim Bancroft and Gary Martin. It's produced by Tim Bancroft and music is by Big Nick and used by permission. Have fun, loads of fun playing Antares. Mm-hmm.